previously on Live at 605. And so, either way. So then we finished doing it, and I'm like, okay, this is Yeah, we did. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Coming to you live from a chair <laughs> in a studio with one mic near you. Just like Nas, we got one mic. I feel like we're building ourselves back up to 100 from last week lying like face first down on a couch. Yeah, but last week you were at like 25% and I was like 100%. This yeah. week you're at what, 55%? Maybe. And I'm at about 50%. Like yeah. I'm just coming off some bullshitness too. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, this should be an interesting episode because I just drank, drunk, drunk or drank? Drank. Drank some Neo Citrin and the, um... I took some Robaxtis Axe. Yeah, so the wobbleness just kicked in for myself. And the woobliness kicked in for me. So this might be our most psychedelic episode Woo. ever of Live 605. Tis true. And, uh... How was last week? What do you mean, how was last week? Did we make it in the numbers? Numbers were pretty good last week. People, I forgot to take a picture of you lying flat on your stomach. Uh, so people, people didn't believe me. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be able to take a picture of you on your stomach, so. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but no, people did, did well. There was a couple, uh, I think Ukraine. Ooh, went, went ham. ham for us. Okay. Uh, Hamilton has been going absolutely That's insane. Awesome. So I wonder if it's. Uh, the Arkells. Arkells, because they got a <laughs> podcast and they heard us Obviously. talking shit about them. No, never. I know, I'm just joking. Uh, no, everyone did uh, did very well last week, and um, yeah, I had fun. So we're at the halfway point. This is episode six. No way. Season fourteen. I feel like this season has gone by pretty quickly. It has, considering we started six weeks ago. And we still have like so many stories. Yeah, you always stories say that. For I'm days. Like, I don't know what stories I got this week. I don't know. We we ad- again had a traveling separation week. That's true. We had some new sports weeks. Yeah. We had some new shows. Yeah, we had to say goodbye to some sports. Oh, woof. We had some concerts. Concerts. Stories for days. Some celebrity run-ins. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Floods. Ugh. Lots of craziness. So why don't you... Where moth, do you want to start? Moth attacks. Ugh. Well, so scary. Yeah. Uh, maybe that could be one of our sponsorships. But why don't we start with all the contact information? So if you guys want to check out some of the cool shit we've done this past week, and I have yet to make a picolage from this past weekend, so I'm going to do that ASAP. Oh, don't don't rush, because I posted the most artistic that baseball picture that you took. <laughs> I got six likes on this picture. Six likes on the very artistic. Um, but if you want to check out some cool shit we and slash I did last week, um, go to my Instagram. It's Val Gomez 23. How'd you do? Uh, decent, but I did better in Regina. Really? Yeah. Gina. Gina. <laughs> uh, what about Snapchat? Snapchat, Val Gomez 23. You never use Snapchat though. No, I don't use it anymore. I feel like Snapchat's not cool anymore. You know what though? Have you heard about how poorly their quarterly... Um, revenue did? No. So basically, they <laughs> lost Snapchat as a company by nature of Facebook Live and obviously Instagram Story through yeah. Facebook. 
um, they lost as much money this past quarter as they made last year. Jesus. Yeah, it's like insane. Yeah, I feel like because of Instagram lives and... That's Instagram story, Facebook live. <laughs> That's the loopiness kick in. No, I feel like Instagram just took... they Like, you can make yourself a puppy dog film <coughs> on Instagram. So what? Mm-hmm. I feel like more people are on Instagram. Yeah. And you can get likes on Instagram. People don't like you on Snapchat, right? Well, it's like, you can technically. But it's like, you have more opportunity on Instagram. Yeah. Well, so. unless you're me, because I'm, like, the most hated on Instagram. Apparently. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Malencamp, posting, like, the dopest shit you've ever seen. <laughs> that like, I took. That you took. Yeah, you took a dope picture. Yeah. Uh, that's why I liked it. I had to post, although I posted at, six, uh, like, 11 o'clock at night, and all I captioned it was opening day with two softball emoji cons. Because I don't do hashtags. I don't believe in them. Oh, okay. Don't need strangers liking my shit. Really? I my leg on your leg. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> On Facebook.com slash live at 605, you'll see pictures, memes, GIFs, uh, video links to alien abductions, all kinds of stuff. Bananas. You never know. What about iTunes? Drop us a comment on our iTunes page because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. That's true. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I just saw you do something and it just makes me laugh for seasons how long you were using the map. <laughs> So, like, we just had a conversation outside in our living room about, like, our editing woes. Like, I don't know how to use Adobe Premiere yet. And John hasn't used Avid. Uh, No. And so we were just comparing because our only cross-reference is Final Cut. Yeah. And so, um, what you're going to call it, John was saying in Premiere, he's like, oh, there's this thing with copying and pasting an audio track if you yeah. have multiple tracks it always yeah. crashes it and defaults it to the first layer not the layer that it's on like in final cut if i got an audio track on layer five and i copy and paste it it'll go on layer five but in premiere if i have an audio track on layer five and i copy it, it automatically goes to layer one <laughs> so i said i'm like oh that sounds fucked up i'm like it's guaranteed something in your preferences yeah and then you're like what was your answer i was like i didn't check that shit <laughs> i just like i dealt with it so john has literally <laughs> like conditioned himself to be okay with um the audio layer going straight defaulting to audio layer one. Oh, and it's not just audio layers it's also video layers oh 100 percent. i know you john so then the weird thing is i just saw john do something after like what what season are we on on the it's podcast 14. we're on season 14 i 100 percent think in like season 12 i finally caught john just like, <laughs> well, always like you finally being, caught me like yeah because i'm like what the fuck are you yes so you've got a private eye to see what my mouse clicks are <laughs> yeah so i was like why use your mouse when you don't have to first of all so john would always in garage band go up to the file menu and get save and i'm like what the fuck are you doing i'm like just hit command s yeah. and i just saw john do it so i feel like i've conditioned just because you told me you like bombarded berated me one episode <laughs> bombarded and berated yeah you berated Bombs me over and, uh, berated Baghdad. <laughs> yeah you like uh Anyways, that that's a side tangent. Do you have a sponsorship of the What's week? a sponsorship? A sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. Not really, unless you want me to make the moth our sponsorship. Oh, the moth. Yeah. Like, do you have a sponsorship, or should this be like a joint sponsorship? This one can be a joint, then I'll tell my story. Okay, so uh, this was, what, Friday, Saturday night? Yes. After the Future Islands concert, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. And um, we were both pretty sick. We've been sick all week. Like, yeah. you've been laid out with your back. I got, like, a really bad... Finally, like, my mm-hmm. first 
I finally got the first cold in like a year and a half. I feel like I've been still fighting a cold for the better portion of like a yeah. month as well. And I'm just saying, no sick days on my end. No. Because I don't take sick days. Neither day. am Who I. Who takes sick days? Who takes sick days in 2017? Exactly. In a capitalist country. <laughs> so. Not in Trump's sweet America. I'm not taking those <laughs> sick days. He wouldn't let you. No. <laughs> right? Uh, apparently he tweeted, someone like, it's like, he tweeted 10 times say about fake news, but didn't like think like the heroes of like today's memorial day really yeah it's oh just like God. it's all about like fake news and like other rumors about him but it's like maybe thank all the men and women for their service for, anyways that could also be my fake news. yeah it doesn't matter um the sorry, moth the moth i just got hit with the uh, tiredness of the neocitron yeah you need to stop taking neocitron in the I've middle been doing of the it during day. the day i know you're ridiculous <laughs> It's because it's a fun game, much like my game of is that does that person have a leg tattoo? Mm-hmm. It's can I stay awake while on Neocitrin? No. I remember one day, again, this goes back to two years ago when I was sick. Mm-hmm. Guess who went into work while he was sick? What? Me. And then guess what I did? What? Took some Neocitrin at work. <gasps> and I'll tell you, in a dark editing room, yeah. it's tough to stay awake, but it's a game I played. This is like that time when I, I can't remember if it was when my leg was on fire from the almost Lyman's disease. Yeah. Where you gave me Benadryl and then we're like, let's see. Ooh. If it's drowsy, let's yeah. see if it's drowsy. And I'm like, I couldn't even sit at the table. Yeah. I had to go lie down. And it's like, you're trying to kill me. Ooh, we got Benadryl in the cupboard. Yeah, I'll take that later. <laughs> you took some Robaxistan. Yeah, it's all fun. Goes to the same place. Very psychedelic. <laughs> um, so we came back from Future Islands, and then we like watched TV and hang out a bit. I feel like I gotta tell you this quick story because when when I initially told this story, the story I told. Got an, it was na- a podcast named after. It's called John versus the Fly. Mm. There was a there was a time like two years ago when you were sleeping and I was in the bathroom and a fly was in the bathroom with me and it was like this big honking like everything's bigger in Texas type fly. <laughs> and I'm like I can't leave this bathroom. bathroom without killing it because then he's gonna be floating around probably. So then why were you not okay with no, the moth? This is what I'm trying to tell you is I spent 20 minutes in there. Until Did you kill it? Yeah, I killed it with hairspray and then. I finally like my like thirteen dollar friggin' candy. Yeah, that's what we went over when I told this story initially. Still remember that. But would you rather me kill him by any means necessary, Mm. or would you like to have a fly flying around? Yeah, but you didn't clear kill the moth. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying was, I did whatever it took to kill this fly. But you did nothing to kill the moth. Well, you tell the moth story. Okay, so we finally get. We're going to bed. It's like 3 in the morning or something. Well, first, first of all, you went well, to bed. Why don't you tell the no, story? No, because I was trying to interject <laughs> some comic relief. Go. This could have all been avoided. Why? You went to bed before me. I stayed up late to watch Impractical Jokers, and I went to bed at like 1.45 in the morning. Mm. Lo and behold, you're still up. Obviously. I'd already said goodnight to you, but... Because you know I try and wait you out. Yeah, but... I that, like harassing John before he but goes to sleep. you know when I go to bed, it means I'm fucking dead tired. So I know, I but to you should try and wait... I do try to wait you up, but <laughs> you I think you'd even fallen asleep on your phone that night. Probably. And I came in, and then for the next 20 minutes, you're trying to keep me up with some bullshit, talking about this and that. And, um... Then, basically, we had one night lamp on, <laughs> and so I'm like, we're sitting in bed, and we're just shooting the shit, and you, there's... Trying you know, to go to bed. Trying to go... Man. John's trying to go to sleep for, like, days on end. And then you know how, like, on your ceiling, there's, like, a giant shadow from the lamp. First All of, I see. Wait, wait, before that, we, uh, I'm not ashamed to admit, there's a teddy bear in our bed. Obviously. Not by my choice. Yeah. But, and then you, I'm always teddy like, just. Teddy bears, plural. <laughs> so this one teddy bear, <laughs> we call him teddy, whatever. I was like, 
uh, T-Man. Yeah. I just like I always try to throw him on your side because you never want to sleep no. with him. Like, you think I want to sleep with a bear? Like this bed small we enough as it is, like five of us in with there it for eight years. So I thrown this bear behind the right at the top of your pillow, and you hadn't noticed it. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we're talking, talking. And then you put your head back. And yeah. Then so then I see this giant shadow on the ceiling, and I freak out because one, I'm deathly scared of birds. Yeah. Like I just don't like pigeons. Well, guess right. what I saw today? Dead pigeon. Pigeon on our balcony. Yeah, it always comes in the morning. Yeah. Right, and so I all I see are these giant wings on the ceiling, right? Ugh. And then all I, I like literally like scream and yeah. throw myself underneath the blanket yeah because i'm like there's no way in hell this fucking thing's landing on my face so you lose your shit and i thought it was because you're like there's a huge bug yeah but i thought you were losing your shit because you moved your head back and you touched uh, the teddy bear yeah and i'm like no no it's not I'm yeah. like it's just it's just t-man and yeah. then I, I didn't see what it was but then we looked at it it was this giant moth yeah right and i was like yeah kill it yeah but didn't i jump out of bed right away no what are you talking there about? There was definitely a delay. A delay? Did I get out of bed? I told you. You're like, how should I catch it? Like, put it in a glass and put a paper over it. Then we can just, like, take it back outside. <coughs> but then you wanted to swat it. First of all. Yeah. Uh, first of all, how do you even catch a moth in a cup? You just literally go up to it on the wall and just suction cup it. That's a good point. Uh, second of all, you did this method. Method. Uh, throwback Thursday to like eight years ago when I still lived in my by myself. Yeah. You took one of my good cups and especially back then when I was uber germaphobe mm-hmm. and you found a bee. Yeah. And you put a bee in a cup. I used to put bugs under glasses all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, you think I'm gonna be able to drink from this cup again? I'm like, this cup's gotta go in the garbage. Did we use that cup anymore? I think I tossed it. This is it. the same thing where okay, and like we're like not super wealthy people. But we're enough that we're no longer student living. I give John a fork for dinner. <laughs> and then we have like two sets of forks. And we have John's <laughs> old forks, a.k.a. the glasses that I put the bee under. It was probably from that same dinnerware set. And then my friggin' purchase set of Ikea forks, which we use more frequently. And so just by nature of pulling a fork out of the drawer, I pull one of John's like eight-year-ago forks. And then he's like, oh. I can't eat from this fork First of all. I need to get a new fork. So if you're going to tell me that you won't drink from a glass, I put a fucking bee under. Your standards have clearly changed again because you also won't eat from your old fork. No, my standards are the exact same. I like what I like. (laughs) And first of all, I didn't say I'm not going to eat from this fork. You did. No, I politely grabbed the fork that you put down the table, walked to the kitchen, and just got a new fork. You you just happened to notice it. No, you pulled it out. So I'm like, what are you... <laughs> You're acting like I like made a big scene. You did. A fork <laughs> I walked scene. to the kitchen. Yeah, fork scene. Anyway, so the moth, we still don't know. It could definitely be in our apartment. You're not even gonna talk about my heroics. You didn't do anything. I jumped out of bed. Yeah. I kept my eye on that motherfucker. No, you didn't. You lost it. <laughs> no, but that's because I was like, you don't go go get a cup to like suction cup. I'm like, no, you don't know, walk go- up to a. Then you got a magazine. Yeah, so I went and got a magazine of Better men's health. Be my Atlantic. No, and I rolled that shit up, but you had one job, which was keep your eye on the moth. I did. Well, I came back and it was gone. Because that's because you hit, tried to swat the curtains and then it came out again, so I went under the blankets. Yeah, so then the moth... Ah! So then I was like, okay, well, let me turn on some lights like, drag it to, the to like, entice it to come to the light. Mm-hmm. But this motherfucker was smart and wouldn't do that. Yeah. And then I went to turn on lights down the hall and then I lost them. So I think he just flew away somewhere. No, I think he's laying eggs in our closet. And that is your Sponsorship of the Week. Sponsorship of the Week. I am enjoying this Neo Citroen. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, what so you how ha- was the week? 
Uh, I don't know. You left me this week. I know, but it, it was a long... We came off a long weekend. Yeah, I think we talked about right? all this crazy. And then Tuesday, we were at home. Yeah, Tuesday... Uh, oh, let's just, let's just get the sports talk over with, because oh. Tuesday... We made a prediction last week, and we said, will the Ottawa Senators still be playing hockey when we record next week's episode? Mm. And I think I smartly said mm. no. And I was like, if we fucking lose, it's because of your fucking negativity. Yeah, but it was it was just sucks. So Tuesday night, we watched game six of the Ottawa Senators, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Penguins. Ottawa had a big comeback win, mm-hmm. and all signs pointed to them like being kind of destined to make yeah. it to the Stanley Cup. Then went... Fast forward to Thursday. I don't know if we should... No, wait, you're doing it wrong. Why? Wasn't it last Tuesday? Tuesday was No, last six. Wednesday. Wait, no. when did we go to Allen's house? That was two weeks ago. Oh, was it? Yeah, we never talked oh. about it. Cause Oops. Anyways, <laughs> Tuesday was hockey and we watched it. And then Thursday you were away and we had to watch game seven separately. So I don't know if you'd rather just save all that. Yeah, I'll save that for... Okay. So uh, where did you go this week? So... Um, and who did you see? <laughs> So, Wednesday afternoon, I took off and went to Montreal mm. um, to go do a shoot there uh, with some really great customers. And so, <coughs> true to form, I flew with Air Canada, and it was a pretty easygoing flight. But the one thing I royally hate about the Montreal airport is going there and picking up a car from their like rental location and returning it because it's always like if you guys don't remember from like my like a podcast two seasons ago i ended up circling the airport to try and return this car so many times that i almost missed my flight and had to book another one because it wasn't laid out well so three of us were staying at this air um hotel near the airport because there was a huge conference going on in montreal and so i'm like okay this is a pretty good chain but we go to this one and it's one of those bathrooms that don't have a door on it which i I found was i hate those and so like you open the door to the hotel room and right to your right is basically like the sink and then like the ironing board in a closet did you take a picture no i didn't and so then right beside that is the toilet and then right beside that is the shower and so everything is like in this weird line and then on the other side of like that there's like a gap of space and then the bed is right there yeah and so i was just like this is such a weird setup and you told me when i called you that one of the hotels you stayed at in new york was similar yeah that's what i was thinking the difference between guys and girls first of all mm-hmm. while you were gone for three days mm-hmm. not once was the bathroom door closed in this that's apartment. disgusting no one's here no not to mention i always close the bathroom door even if i'm by myself and then secondly one of the hotels i've stayed at many times in new york it's called the yotel mm-hmm. and there is no door either to the bathroom so much to the fact that i took a shower once and watched family feud from the shower <laughs> there's a curtain yeah. now would i want to stay there with you no yeah. but when i'm by myself fuck yeah like no like i like i don't like doors and bathrooms it's why because Ew. it's just like restricting Ew. so wait if we like if we ever got a house would you want like you know how some bathroom door on suites they don't have one well no i want an option i want a door option oh okay i want a door i just don't want to use it oh. i'm not an animal it's like if you're home and you're in so the next are room. you okay then with the hotel not having a door yeah when i'm by myself fuck yeah okay but if not I'm if with we're you no okay it's i don't want i don't want so certain things i just don't want you to witness yes <laughs> So the weird thing was, (laughs) ew. So the weird thing was, was that like the room, other than that, was like pretty decent. But then like 
the pillows were kind of squishy and they had like the world's loudest clock on a thing so much so that i had like unplugged (coughs) it and moved it into like the closet so much so that the next day the person who cleaned the room came and brought it back out and plugged it back in i'm like no um but other than that it was like okay pretty decent and so day one we go and do the shoot and then after a really long day we're like okay let's go out for dinner and because we're not in montreal proper um we're like let's drive into like the downtown core of montreal because montreal for those of you guys who haven't been it's in quebec um province and it's like very much known as like one of the hip trendy fashion food um like trend setting cities in canada and it's super fun and just really vibrant and so we go to this restaurant called la salle de manger and it's like pretty bumping it's like really nice outside and everything and we go have like your regular like charcuterie like just like What's a ton- charcuterie like a meat platter with mm. like cheeses and crackers and breads and pickles and vegetables and things and so then it was like super chill out of nowhere all of a sudden like the music is playing and then me and marshall are sitting facing the door and who do we not see walk in but win butler from arcade fire fame aka dj windows 98 that's his dj name is it yeah i didn't know that so what you're telling me you saw the lead singer of one of the biggest and best bands in the whole world totally and so like that sounded so big (laughs) no it's true though you have photographic evidence i do have photographic evidence but like me and marshall were like holy shit it's win butler yeah and then like he came in and like the entire restaurant went silent like yeah. so much so it felt like the music turned off as so soon as he walked in he had a presence to us he definitely had a presence but like nobody went up to him and harassed him yeah he went to the bar and sat by himself but i guess you know like everybody's just like looking at you at this yeah. point so marshall and i just kept like turning around and being like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god can we go like talk to him and then like 35 minutes pass and then his wife walks wow. in who's like also, also. in our arcade fire so she is um i think her name is Regina, renee or regina or something no it's renee and i was gonna say it's a good thing you didn't go talk to him because what's one of the things you would have said to him oh my god i love your solo album and i'm like nope that's his brother will, will butler who you bought me his vinyl yeah oops so so either way i was like oh my god it'd be like if you went up to spike lee and just like I love, he went up to Spike Jones and like I love do the right thing. I don't know what that is. That's a Spike Lee movie. Or if you went up to Spike Lee, he's like I love where the wild things are. <laughs> Those two I get confused more racially. So then, um, so what happened was we ended up like sitting there and like literally just staring at Arcade Fire and nobody went up to them and so the bar was like crazy cool in the respect that it was like mirrors on one side so the side that they were facing like a reflector like a reflector basically the whole time i could go up to them and talk to them in like song titles or album like titles yeah and so i'm like i saw in the month of may Mm. arcade fire in the suburbs or whatever and so in the mirror i was like oh my god if i go take a picture with them i could take like a reverse selfie but catch their faces in the mirror and make it like all my dreams come true so then that was pretty cool and i was really excited but what i didn't tell you was the week prior you've had some celebrity run-ins i had some like the weirdest celebrity run-ins montreal for arcade fire makes more sense and that's only part one oh but then i'm gonna hold on part two but then last week in regina when i was leaving gina gina in the toronto airport our gate got switched Mm. and so we moved to another one 
to wait for our plane to come to fly out to depart to go to Regina and then it's all like basically like business people it's like who the fuck's going to Regina in the middle of the day yeah right and then all of a sudden this guy in like crazy this guy walked on by (laughs) like he's so fly yeah exactly this guy walks by and he's like in these crazy Kanye skater pant looking things with like a huge afro and like giant white glasses yellow like hoodie with like neon cutouts in it wait so you saw Conan O'Brien no I saw what's his name Snafu (laughs) yeah I was gonna say I'm just gonna let you guess until you get his name right is it is it Snafu sorry again Snad two. Now, what his first name's a color? Red man. <laughs> no, it's rap, red foo. Red foo. Of LMFAO. I was pretty close though. Snafu. That's a good rap <laughs> name though. So then, um, what's your call? I just see him in his like fucking entourage. Going to Regina. Going to Regina, like coming out of the Regina gate, and mm. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And so, like, I just start laughing, and you could tell, like, how confused all the business people were in that section. So he dresses weirdly, even, like, in a, at an airport? Totally. And, like, his whole entourage literally dressed the same way. And I was trying, much like Wynn Butler, to be like, am I allowed to take a picture I'm with sure him? I'm sure he welcomes it. I'm sure he does, because he only has, like, what, that one song in, like, Dancing with the Stars fame? Yeah. So then, it was, like, sure. how bizarre. Do, do, do. Who sings that song? Oh, MC. How bizarre. Mm, I hate that song. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> so then, fast forward, I'm flying home now from Montreal on when, or Friday night. And so we go to the airport, and then we're lined up. And so we're trying to get on an earlier flight. And who do I see, right, in the elite Apple priority? B bottom from Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> oh, no, which one's he? Um, the Native American one? <laughs> what? Yeah. He's no. indigenous. <laughs> I'm serious. That was a Filipino guy. Is he? That's a little that, racist. No, Applebee's Filipino. Is he? I thought he was um, Aboriginal. You're thinking of the guy with the long hair. Yeah. Is that not Applebee? No, that's the other guy. Snafu? We're <laughs> 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 going down a dark road here. Um, so either way, so we're standing there and we're looking. We're in the elite... <laughs> Um, priority oh, line. Okay. I see. Who do I see? But Win Butler again. again. And his wife. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. And so, like, my claim to fame is obviously I'm trying to be as witty as possible. So he'll just look at me. And so I felt like if I was with you, I'd go and talk to him. Or if I was with Marshall, to be like, hey, dude, I really like your music. Yeah. Thank you for performing. Can I take a picture with you? I was going to say, have you ever done that? Like, met celebrities or talked to any of Like, did um, you ever have a run in with someone like Kanye West before? I did. We really? said this. Where, but I it can remind people yeah i had the run-in when i was working at mtv we had a run-in with kanye but i met like other celebrities before and so i feel like this is different it's like meeting like musicians you admire not so much lmfao but like arcade fire it's like you see them and you're like what the fuck like they're just so accessible yeah one time uh, back in the Much Music building when I worked there, I mm-hmm. uh, walked past Corn. Whoa! And they smelt real bad. Ew. Were you wearing your big black bell bottoms? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Because that's what they were. No. And then one time I was in an elevator with Robin Thick. Did you go? What's his song? Um, oh! My <laughs> God. I know you want me. I know, I know you want me. No, that's Pitbull. <laughs> I don't know, Robin Thicke, hey, whatever. Whatever. But, so it was pretty badass. I did see And, sorry, one time I saw Yao Ming in a parking lot. The cello player? <laughs> <laughs> no, back in the uh, late 90s, Yao Ming 
was this Chinese basketball player who <laughs> came to the U.S. and was like, he was like, I was thinking Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> yeah, Yao Ming is like seven foot three, okay. and before he played his first ever NBA game, he was in Canada Lakes doing like a charity game, weird. and he walked by me. So weird. I don't know. I was so starstruck, so I was like, my claim to fame to get Wynn Butler to look at me is going to be like, I'm going to say something so funny and just start laughing, like, really endearingly, and so that he turns around. Mind you, he did turn around. I just got too fucking nervous to reciprocate and, like, literally be like, hey, you're Wynn Butler. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, um, that's it. That is, like, the most badass thing ever. That's pretty cool. So, the other part that was really cool in... Montreal and I guess you can tell your version of the story was I was really sad to go on this trip because I was going to miss game seven of um, the playoffs against Pittsburgh Penguins for yeah. the Senators and so I tried to time out oh now I'm getting woozy so you were trying to time out when you ate dinner with trying to watch the hockey game. hockey game and so we just yelped a restaurant in the suburb of Montreal, so it's like Lavelle, mm. and uh, it's like Point Claire essentially. Yeah. And so Marshall found this really awesome um, restaurant, and we're like, okay, let's try it out. We end up going there and basically ordering the entire menu, Jesus. so much so that the waiter just kept bringing us random shit to try out because we spent so much money. Yeah. And so it was like so funny because the food was outstanding. So if you're ever trying to go to a good restaurant in the suburb of Montreal, go to this place called La Verita. Um, super cute place. The service was outstanding. I had like the equivalent of this lamb shank um, with like these amazing parpadelli noodles. Carolyn had crab cakes. Marshall had like lamb chops, but he had like usually they give you like three. They give him like seven. Jesus. Right? And then uh, Jensen had like this amazing um, like bison did or you, something. Did you ever watch the show Lamb Chops? Lamb Chops. Play, play along. Is that where I got my voice from? Is it? No. Oh. I used to have a crush on the old woman in that show. Sherry? Yeah. Ew, that's so redhead. gross. Ew, you have such like... I don't know what that says about me. You have like the worst fucking taste in women. What? No, I have like the best taste in women. What, do you want me to go after some like... Basic bitch. Yeah, exactly. No, like give me Sherry from Lamb Chops throwing <laughs> Rachel Ray. Ew. And uh, yeah. That's like the worst game ever. Rachel Chops. Um, what should you call it? So then we were eating dinner there and I'm like, because the food was so good, we ended up staying till like about nine forty five and they had one T V going in the bar with the game on and I'm like, Okay, so I periodically would check the score and it was like one nothing, one one, one one, third period, still one one and I'm like, fuck me and so at one point I'm like, I'm just gonna go watch the game. Right? And so it was like end of the, like right at the end of the third period. Excuse me, it was like eight minutes left. And so I just went and watched in the bar with like these old people. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And like right at that point is when Dezingle scored. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh my God. Right? And so I'm like, that doesn't stand. You scored to make it 2 2 with like five minutes left. Five minutes left. And so it was like going into overtime. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, we have to go home now or stay at this restaurant because it was closed kind of thing to watch like the overtime period. And so I told everybody, like, we have to pack up. Like, I don't care what the fuck you're doing. And so we get into the car. And we're basically, like, driving, trying to find, like, the French version of, like, 680 News. Yeah. And so I'm like, ugh. 
they're totally not gonna broadcast this we finally get back to the hotel and there's like on the tiniest tvs in the bar we're watching it the four of us downstairs in the lobby i shit you not the tv was no bigger than the size of this printer jesus right and so we were so for far those people away. who aren't here this printer is 30 feet by 50 feet no fuck off this printer is like a foot and a half by a foot <laughs> and so we're basically trying to watch on these like monitors in the bar at the top of the bar we can't see anything like you can't see the puck you can't see the lines Jesus. they're calibrated horribly it's just like those shittiest screening but at least we're watching it together and watching it in a bar and so i'm like oh my god oh my god they're going into double overtime and yeah. it was like already the longest day ever and yeah. we had to go into the next day of our shoot and so i'm like oh my god it's already like midnight at yeah. this point and they're gonna go into double overtime yeah. so i was so sad i wasn't with you yeah it was tough i was watching it by myself and i basically missed all the goals because <coughs> i was either washing my face in disgust from enough penalties or like mm. i was getting ice cream because i thought the game was over <laughs> or like this or that but uh it was sad i was kind of pacing around by myself here and i was just it was mainly sad because I planned it out if we won that game, we were going to go to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I already planned we were going to go to game five. We're going to rent a car, drive to Ottawa, yeah. and just go to a game no matter what. And then I, I really did think they were going to come through. But I will say I'm very proud of the team, and I think they're going to still be very good next year. I know. I was very, very sad. Like, as soon as we lost, I, like, threw my phone in a couch. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to bed. Bye. And I, like, literally, we just said bye to everybody. Yeah. And I go upstairs, and I call you, and I was, like, so upset. Yeah. Like, I just felt like, one, I couldn't even watch, like, the highlights because I had to, like, go no, and I work. No, I couldn't either. I couldn't, like, stay up and, like, review anything because it was, like, I had to work and then go to bed because I had to wake up so fucking early. Yeah. And then even the the next day i couldn't watch any coverage because no. i was working so long and so i'm like this is so upsetting too sad too and it's just it's so tough i thought by the third round like oh i didn't think we'd make it out like no one said we'd make it out of the first round so i'm like oh the fact that we made it this far i'm just happy either way yeah but then like yeah it sucks it's like a dick punch it's such a dick punch especially because i felt like the refs just jerked off the penguins. yeah they fucked us over it's yeah. like oh, Bill kessel took like a little puck to the head let's yeah. stop the play and make sure this crybaby's okay exactly like, fuck, fuck, out of here. fuck you right? refs it was actually funny so today at work i hadn't seen my friend darren and he's like he comes up to me and i guess like a lot of the people in there now know i'm a Suns fan and they're like oh we didn't want to say anything and darren's like how you and john doing and I'm like, oh, I've seen better days, Darren. Yeah. And I'm like, the pain still hurts. Yeah. It's still strong. Right? Oh. And so he's just like, there's always next year. But he's like, I will say, like, the refs were not on your side. And, like, no. he, he went into, like, he said something really interesting. He's like, if you're a ref and there's parameters in a game, you should either stay with those parameters oh. for the entire game yeah. or, like, an entire playoff series or not call it for anyone because no. it's totally arbitrary when you make a decision. I'm also just saying this. NBC doesn't start covering or carrying the hockey playoffs until the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So let me ask you this. NBC, who do you think they want in 100%. the Stanley Cup? Do they want uh, Ottawa Senators, yeah. who no one in the States gives a fuck about? A yeah. Canadian team, especially Ottawa? Yeah. Or Pittsburgh, the one team that outside of Pittsburgh, everyone knows Sam, uh, Sidney Crosby. Exactly. So if you're telling me that... like. Uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman isn't putting something in those refs' ears like, oh, oh let's try and get Pittsburgh in the finals. Well, and this is where, this is what I always said to you: like games are fixed because I'm like it's of a business. They are. 
they're giving us three o'clock Sunday games. Yeah, we're the only teams playing. It's like this is bullshit. This is bullshit. And so again, like Darren said the same thing. He's just like it's all a corporation at the end of the day. Yeah. And he's like, you know, nobody wants Canadian teams to go far. And I'm like, yeah. I'm of like, course not. It's like we're big it. here, but all anyone cares about is U.S. ratings. Yeah. It's the same reason why when the Blue Jays make the playoffs, even though all of Canada's watching them, it doesn't matter because the U.S. covers them, so they give them a 1230, 1230 game, game on a Tuesday. It's yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? So I guess what I need to figure out is, again, I miss the best games of the year. Yeah. I'm always on a shoot and away and watching it in a hotel bar. Yeah. I need to be present in Toronto with you and our friends watching a game you next bit, year. But we still watch some good games. Like we watched uh, some good, ge- like all the win- all the mm-hmm. aside from that game, all the games here. So yeah. Whatever. Fuck, fuck the fuck the Penguins. Pen- I hope they lose. Yeah. Today. I also hope I'm like I just don't give a shit about hockey anymore. Like, no, I just you. want September to stop. Exactly. So what else is there? Uh, while you were gone, there was like torrential downpour, which Ugh. was crazy. Uh, I'm. Thursday, there was crazy rain, especially down by the water, and um, places flooded, and I had to get the hell out of there. I was so worried because I was working down by the water, and as I was taking the streetcar home, the water level had raised so much that it looked like the boats were going to capsize onto, like, Queen's, Whoa, onto Queen's Key. I'm surprised you didn't take a picture. What's that? I'm surprised you didn't take a picture. I was also, like, deathly sick at the time. Like, I shouldn't have been at work, but I was like, I'm a trooper, and, like, I'm not a... I'm, I go hard all the time when mm-hmm. it comes to work stuff. Mm-hmm. Are you okay there? Yeah. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Can we get you to, like, do something properly? <laughs> and, uh, so anyways, there's crazy downpour, and that makes me happy that we live on the sixth floor of a building, because it's like, oh, nothing floods here. No. So there is that. What do you think of the first episode of The Bachelorette? Because I know we have a lot of Bachelor and Bachelorette fans. So, I will say, I did discover, I forgot to tell you this. What? So do you remember in the first episode of The Bachelorette the season with Bachelorette Rachel? Yeah. Most controversial season. Even though I remember I called her six weeks before she got announced? Yes. I'm The Bachelor Whisperer. Apparently. But I will say, do you remember the guy, Dan, who had like huge, like... Like erectile issues, or like no. you remember the guy who was like Curve. the guy from California with the floppy hair, and he was like, yeah, oh. more specific than a bachelor yeah. with floppy hair. He was like with erectile dysfunction. He was like, oh, not really. I guess he was just like, oh, I'm so good at sex and everything, and like girls just want to get with me now because I'm so good. And like the previous chick I dated, she was like really hardcore, and like she taught me things, and like you know whoever gets with me now will just be happy. Do you remember that guy? Sure. Okay, either way, Marshall, the friend who I was on the shoot with, he knew that guy. Really? Yeah. And so he's like, he went to school with that guy, right? And so he said he used to be in the same college, right? And so he's like, I wasn't super friends with him, but my roommate was, right? And he's like, 100%, that guy is exactly the same way on the show as he is in real life. Very interesting yeah. tidbit. I, that's it's good to know that the people are the, are being mm. their true selves, whether exactly. it's good or bad. Yeah, I know, or slightly douchey. Yeah, so. it's like I went to high school with one of the bachelorettes, mm-hmm. or one of the bachelorettes on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. What was her name now? I can't remember. Mm, I just remember her being an opera singer or something. Yeah, she was on Juan, Juan Pablo season, the opera singer, who yeah. just like, didn't want to be there. I know. So but it's I like, why are you here? And she got really far. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like she didn't list Canada as her hometown. It's I, like, I think she listed Germany. I'm like, 
Fuck you. And she was one week away from hometowns. I'm like, you better have gone to Canada yeah, Lakes. Exactly. And gone to like Earl of March to go to my old <laughs> high school. I was very uh, disheartened with it. Yes. Um, what what should we call it? I like this season. It's a bit more entertaining than usual. I made my prediction of my top three. Yeah, I'm gonna. W- I gotta wait a couple weeks before I make my prediction. Okay, okay. But uh, I like Rachel. I think she'll be a good bachelorette. I think she's good in the respect that the one thing that's interesting about her because she is a professional, she does have like a good life. She has like, she has a good family. It's very much like they actually went out of their way, um, NBC or ABC casting to find like a bit more quality men, like I will say. Like the Waboom guy? Yeah, but then it's like, you always have these stupid people like Waboom in Which, it. The only thing that pissed me off was, I guarantee you she's not going to, obviously not going to pick the Waboom guy. Yeah. But I'm like... He's not in, like, he's not, the joke guy. Yeah, it's not even a funny joke. It's not like, like, it's just bad. It's like not entertaining. But I also feel like, okay, you can clearly tell that the producers are like, choose this guy. I bet you that she always like, what the initial night she's like yeah there's 15 guys I really want and then the producer's like take these five guys because they'll be good for the show yeah I guarantee you she shouldn't have picked them and I'm so pissed off that she actually picked that I know because like, then she let one guy who I thought she would have kept turtle face no what so <laughs> um what you recall it so then I think it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward like scenes from like the season look pretty decent um but the one thing like and you made me read this it was like some of like the bios that the people pick and like here's the thing even if they're not true would you ever want to be known for some of these like bullshit bio things like one guy wrote he and it was like a badge of honor that he like slept with some guy's wife as she watched watched. and i'm like why would you even admit to that and then you told me another one where it was like a guy slept with some girl and then like didn't want to hang out with her in the morning or something and she got a call no, from I, like her friend yeah the guy was was sleep banging this chick and he's sleeping in her bed and then she gets a call that her brother went missing so he played asleep so that he wouldn't have to help her find like him. who why would you ever admit to this crap it's so hor- like hurtful yeah. and like just makes you look like a large dick bag so yeah. um either way so that was that but i am excited for this season i felt like it came around really quickly which was great yeah and then we gotta get ready for bachelor in paradise next. so do you want to talk next about um either a concert or a new netflix documentary you decide let's do the netflix documentary first okay so oh and i was gonna say i feel like we should uh, we haven't caught up on the newest season of House of Cards yet. I think we're no. halfway through. I just saw an article on Vulture where they said the new season, which I believe starts this week, mm-hmm. they said it's like the best season they've ever done. And it's like, makes me. The article, I only read the first paragraph because I didn't want spoilers. It's like, this season's so good, it makes me want to go back and like erase anything I've negative really? about the show. So I'm like, fuck, maybe we should, we like, should watch it then. It, when does the new season drop? Like on May 30th. So like, oh, okay, tomorrow. Yeah, so we should maybe after the keepers and after like better call Saul, Mm -hmm. that should be a show we should go back to watch because they're saying like oh it's unbelievable the new season okay but yeah uh we're kind of in between shows like we're watching better call Saul, but we're watching that weekly and we gave fargo a try and i I i'm gonna get over it and then i feel like i already determined the what happened because you didn't tell me anything (laughs) i was like we watched the first episode and okay like fact i've been really tired 
But I also feel like the last season of Fargo was so good. Yeah. The last two seasons of Fargo have been unbelievable. unbelievable. But the last season was really good. And so then all of a sudden this season rolls along and it stars Ewan McGregor. Who's that? As two characters. Right? They, yeah. He plays brothers in both of them. Yeah. Right? And so I was just like, the whole, like, the first episode was like an hour and a half. Yeah. Which felt like too fucking long. Right? And yeah. so I got like so bored, I fell asleep. And then we started watching it again the next day. And then I'm like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this show. Like, nothing's happening. They're fucking arguing about a stamp. Yeah. Right? And then. You, I think it was like the finale or something big happened and I was like oh did he like kill off his brother yeah or something or his brother doesn't exist or something yeah. and you're like no comment and I'm like this is so bullshit and I'm like why did they have to cast him as his brother like I just yeah. feel like that's a waste unless it's some bullshit plot line well here's something we can stop watching Fargo I mm. still think because I've had to do more promos on it I still think you should watch give Atlanta a try first of all <laughs> First of all, it's only a half an no. hour. It's only half an hour. Yeah. And uh, I feel like you just need to hear more people say they like it. Like your bandmate Rob from mm. from your band, he's like, this show's unbelievable. Yeah. I feel but like it's also Rob. <laughs> yeah, but I also think you would like. You guys have like weird taste and shit. No, but it's such a dope show, and it's only there's only seven more episodes that are half hour long. Yeah. And it's like you like Montague. No, I only like the kill Yeah. I feel like that'd be something I'd write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, I, I think you would like it. Okay, okay. So, in the haps of not watching Atlanta or Fargo, right, and watching Better Call Saul and The Bachelorette, we basically have now run out of shows because hockey is done for us, too. Yeah. So, John came up with, like, a new show that premiered on Netflix. How did you even find this documentary? Um, well, my favorite... Uh, pop culture website is vulture.com mm-hmm. which you also talk shit about vulture and you're no, like, I don't. you're like oh I read like Hollywood Reporter I love ro- reading THR THR yeah. by the way they actually had a good article with your boy Billy Bush that I read last week in THR yeah yeah I read that okay <laughs> but anyways vulture I always like their reviews better and their interviews better and mm-hmm. I saw they had a trailer for a new Netflix crime documentary the keepers and is it from the creators of making a model uh this is how they get you it's like from the people who brought you making a murderer so i've not sure netflix yeah it could be it could be, it could be the creators it could be a producer it could yeah. be a, a boom operator so yeah. it's just like someone boom who, operator. sorry that's all right uh just sabotaging my stories you sabotage all my stories and then when you're not part of it you just stay there quiet so i have to like respond to myself what <laughs> <coughs> Uh, so, The Keepers, I saw a trailer for I'm like, oh, this shit looks pretty do- uh, dope. Like, it goes hard in the paint. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, walk a flock of flame. I go hard in the motherfucking paint. Paint? Paint. Paint? Yes, yeah, like going hard in the, the paint. paint? What's it's a basketball mean? term. I mean, do you want, in this song, it means he's going hard at life. But in basketball terms, going hard in the paint is when you go... Uh, I know what their net is. They have, like, the painted bottom below it. It's, like, going hard, rushing in. So I go hard in the paint. So anyways, The Keepers is a show, a eight or nine or seven part documentary. <laughs> <laughs> the Neo Citroen is really kicked yeah, in right now. I know. Now. I'm, like, falling asleep. <laughs> uh, so The Keepers is basically a documentary about this nun in 1960s, Sister Mary 19- Catherine Gallagher, or whatever no. her name is. You know her name. Kathy McGee. No. What is it? Kathy, Kathy Seddon. 
Okay, it's about this nun. In 1969. Are you even watching the same documentary? Basically, this nun goes missing and winds up dead Mm -hmm. in the woods. And it's like, it turns out it's it's this big conspiracy about, like, the Catholic Church, about how, like, these priests are um, sexually abusing school kids and how, like, this one nun, Kathy, is, like, the one person who's going to stand up to the priest and be like, I'm going to tell someone. Mm -hmm. She goes missing. She ends up dead. You think... Mm -hmm. Maybe the priest had something to do with it, but then another woman goes missing and ends up dead. And it's all about this crazy story about uh, the Catholic Church, the police in Baltimore, business owners, about how they just, like, this whole ring of corrupt sexual abusers, this and and that. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. And then... Basically, I would say, but it also spans, like, the murder, the first murders happened in 1969, but the actual trial goes on for, like, 30-some-odd years. Because only in the 90s is when somebody actually comes forward to talk about it. About, yeah. Otherwise, it was a cold case. Yeah, so that's... Go watch... I'll post a trailer on It's on depressing. Yeah, what do you think of it so far? Well, I feel like it's more depressing than making a murderer. Because I feel like every day after we watch it, yeah. you always come to me like, I can't get over how there's people like this who exist. Like, you actually say that to me like twice an episode. Because no, I, get, I get that there's murderers and rapists mm-hmm. and abusers out there. But the fact that this show... And it's not a spoiler because it gets into it in like the first episode. Mm-hmm. There's, like a ra- there's like 20 people who just uh, abuse these kids yeah. and it's not like oh they hit them like they just like sexually assault them like and it's yeah it's not one or two guys but I'm like how is there like 15 people who are yeah. doing this and they're just like okay with like how yeah that, that's the part I don't, I understand there's people out there and there could be a guy living down the street who's like that but I'm like how is there all a these people city. in like one city one community and it's like a metropolitan city it's yeah. not like a fairly metropolitan city it's in Baltimore but it's like 1960s Baltimore and they're like the start people like oh you know in the 60s no one ever locked their door this or that there was no crime and this mm-hmm. it's just like but there clearly is it's just like yeah. underground underbelly of the city yeah. but the one thing weird thing is it's like you didn't go to a catholic school but yeah. i went to a catholic school but i wasn't taught by nuns mm. but my mom's school was taught by nuns oh lord back in england in your dad's school you said yeah he uh, he had nuns and stuff and so like i'm curious because my mom grew up in like the like she was born in 1949 but she would have been in high school in the 60s and so i am curious to be like oh what happened there like was there any kind of craziness going on yeah so it's just like you never know and so we've only watched the first three episodes and it's really good yeah uh, I'm definitely excited to see what happens. I hope that mm-hmm. there's an actual ending, like a satisfying ending. Yeah. It's tough. Like, Making a Murderer didn't really have a satisfying ending because it's just, like, kind of ongoing. Yeah, but the, then the Brandon, what's-his-face. Oh, yeah. We f- he finally got out of jail this year. Yeah. And then show, like, the first season of Serial, the podcast, there was no real ending. But then mm-hmm. the Jinx, there was an actual crazy ending. So I'm hoping that there's yeah. a, a real ending for this bullshit. I will say, though, like, one of the girls who I met on the shoot, she was, like... Just to do, like, really chill interview questions. I was getting people prepped, and it was like, what shows are you watching? And she also said she just started watching The Keeper. So her and I went, like, off on it. And she was like, oh, my God, I just finished it. And it's, like, so depressing. But she was saying she liked it better than Making a Murderer. Yeah. And so I said, so far, I do, too, because I find, like, with Making a Murderer, it was almost too drawn out, the episodes, yeah. where this is, like, I feel like stuff is actually happening constantly to warrant that long duration. Yeah, so I recommend people watch it and let yeah. us know what they think. Mm-hmm. So wait, on the Fastbender scale, what do you give it so far? Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of ten, boy?
damn dog, you get eight because that white boy crazy. I give it a eight point seven. What about you? I give it an eight point five so far out of ten. It's good. Um, it's depressing, and I've yeah, I, I like it. I just want to see where it goes. So samezies. So we're almost out of time. We still have two big stories to talk about. So why don't we talk about our? <coughs> what was that? <coughs> I, my cold's almost done, but it's now morphed into a, a really bad horse cough. Yeah. And my chest. Did and you my take Dayquil? No. I've been drinking. That's why I drank Neo Citron to soothe my soul. You only and drink to ride Neo, the dragon. You only drink Neo Citron at night. I know, but it's a new game. No. So Saturday starts our summer kickoff concert festival, mm-hmm. and um, who do we see on Saturday? Finally? Future Islands. Future Islands. You will know them from many bands of the week, and you will also know them from their Letterman appearances because mm-hmm. they have a crazy mm-hmm. lead singer. So why don't we talk about the concert? So um, here's my take on it. On the Fastbender scale for a concert going for Future Islands. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. I give it a solid 9.5 out of 10. Really? Yeah. I give it an 8.8 out of 10 as I did some more research today. Uh Uh-oh. And so, okay, hear me out. I did not know as many songs by title to sound. And so the reason I didn't give this show 10 out of 10 is because I felt like the opening song, Grease, was really slow. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, oh, this seems like a weird song to start a show with. Yeah. And then their closing song, even though they did four encores, was also really slow. Yeah, yeah. And so every time I thought it was going to get, like, amped, it, like, didn't. Wait, you gave 9.5. Yeah. So, okay. I would have given it 10 out of 10. For if they had a better closer and opener. Yeah, because... Wow. Okay, wait, you give yours, and so then, and explain why, and then I'll say why I liked it so much. So, I definitely agree with that. The opening and closing was, um, I feel like you can find open slow, but close strong, or open with a big, booming dance song, mm-hmm. close. Uh, I do wish they closed it with with Waiting on You, their big song, mm-hmm. which you all probably know, it's, it's this song right here. So they played that halfway through, and it was definitely by far the best song yeah. of the night. But there was the one thing I didn't that uh, made me upset was their song choice. And mm-hmm. now we only really know them for their last two albums, but they have five total albums. Yeah. So they have a big catalog, and it's just there was like a bunch of songs that they didn't play, which I wish they did. But is that because they played these other songs that were hits? From, yeah. like, the previous albums but that we just didn't know? Even their, their big album with that song, Waiting on You, mm-hmm. they didn't play uh, They didn't play this song, which is a big one. Oh, yeah. Sun in the Moon. Yeah. So they didn't play that song. Yeah. They also did not play uh, this song, which I like a lot. Oh, yeah. Which is one of my favorite songs. And then the other song they didn't play from the new album is called Shadows, which features Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry, but I'm like, he could easily just sang her part or like had her back yeah. vocals. So, I, so they played a lot of songs I didn't know, which I liked. Yeah. And I thought he was unbelievable on stage. Mm-hmm. I just wish they had a better, they had d- different song choices. I will say the one thing that I appreciate about it, the show was at the Danforth Music Hall, which is like my favorite venue in the city. 
And I think it was an all ages show. I'm not. No, it was 19 plus. Oh, score. Even better. It was 19 plus. But the one thing I really liked about it, and we talk about this a fair bit, because we go, do go to a, a lot of concerts, is how shitty some audiences can be. Like, we did say it about Wilco that, like, um, what you might call it? Wow, why can't I remember his name now? Jeez, Jeff Lord. Tweedy. Yeah, Jeff Tweedy actually had to, like, call out the Toronto audience to, like, get in the mood and, like, stand up during a song. Whereas, like, this audience for Future Islands was, like, incredible, I would say. And, like, <coughs> excuse me, right, cheered sir. and, like, danced a ton. And, like, there's people on each other's shoulders. Like, it just felt like such a great energy. And so, like, you do it, and it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. So, the main guy, I think his name is Sam, Yeah. right? He basically looks like, for those of you guys who don't know Future Islands, it's a very, like, beachy-sounding band and, like, synthesizer. I was very impressed that they didn't have a guitar. Yeah. And it is just, like, a keyboardist, a bass player, and drums. And this lead singer guy, Sam, who looks like he's, like, a mid-40 pudgy yeah, accountant. Yeah, looks like Larry from Perfect Strangers. Yeah, 100%. And so, you never would bank him to be a lead singer. And so you told me a crazy story because this will just add to the flair. You told me he broke his foot. No, a car ran over his foot, and he was like on his way to a concert, and he's like he had to do. He still wanted to perform, but he had a broken foot because a car ran over. So he just danced all crazy, and that's what gave birth to his unique dance style. So his dancing is like out of control, and yeah. so he just looks so ridiculous. But then the one thing is. I never thought his voice would do this because I don't really feel like I hear it in the album. But yeah. then there's parts where John do the impression. So you'd start singing like, uh, I've been waiting on you, seasons change. Like you'd be like this goth voice. It was so crazy. And I can't think of you. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Whoa, it's so crazy. And so we just, like, burst out laughing. Yeah. But, like, he was so extra. Like, he was drenched in sweat. Like, his yeah. dresser, like, you've never seen, like, a mid, like, apparently he's, like, only, like, three years yeah, older than I, us. Yeah, I think he's our age. Which is bananas, because he looks like he's, like, 13 years older than us. But he was, like, in dress pants and, like, a belt and, yeah. like, a tucked-in dresser. Like, he looked as if he was about to, like, be your usher at your fucking, like, wedding. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Um, so I thought it was a really great show i still I think like, it was a great show too and i thought he was awesome on stage. yeah so definitely go check out my instagram to see pictures of it yeah um what's your call it i it was an awesome show yeah i, I like to lie just just song choice yeah been ha just because how last many songs time, did they play they did like 24 songs that's pretty good yeah it's very good it's just like oh that their mm -hmm. album singles is so good yeah you know what i will say though like and i i have this sometimes now I don't know if you have this, even though, like, I feel like the last few shows have been, like, really good. Typically, at about an hour into a show now, I'll always check my watch if I'm not feeling the audience. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm like, holy fuck, it's still, like, an hour to go. Yeah. And so then, this show, I didn't do it at all. That's awesome. Right? And so I was like, because I felt like we were just, like, dancing and having the fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's a good kickoff to the summer concert series. So what else do we have this summer? Uh, Gorillas, Kendrick Lamar, Arkells, July Talk, Chicago, and the Doobie Brothers. Ooh. And uh, I'm excited for all of them. Do you have a prediction of who you think your favorite concert of the year will be? Um, Probably Kendrick, I will say. I am excited for Chicago and the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, I think they're going to be uh, high on my list, but I still think Run the Jewels will be number one, yeah. followed by Kendrick. I was listening to um, RTJ today. Oh, yeah? And so I was pretty excited because I was listening to, like, Legend Has It Again and Gold yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. 
Um, but I was like, oh man, I listened to that uh, mask Fe- mask off by yeah. Future featuring Kendrick. So Lamar. I listened to it twice today. Did you like once that? on the way to work and then again on the way to work because it took two rounds to get yeah. me to work, and I listened to it on the way home again. But the one thing I realized is that song is a more of a nighttime song. Ooh. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite song until I heard no. the Kendrick Lamar remix. Exactly. So we're already at an hour, so why don't we finish this with what we did on Sunday? Sunday! So Sunday. Oh, my back. It's been a year since my first initial uh, softball league. And, and then my non-official softball league. And season two started up this year. Yeah. So this year I went from being a swinger to a diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah. And again, I was on a free agent team, which I was happy to do because I'm like, I just want to play baseball. Mm-hmm. And my goal this year was, I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to get into bullshit fights with other teams about saves or outs. I did that too much last year. I'm like, all I want to do is just play baseball. Yeah. I don't care if I'm on the worst team and we lose every game. As long as I'm having fun, the people I play with are nice. Yeah. That's all I care about. So, would you say you were, like, nervous going into Sunday, though? Oh, yeah. I'm always nervous just to meet the new people and just because I'm like, oh, I haven't played since last September. Yeah. So, I'll probably be pretty rusty. And you're very much like, I'm not being team captain. I'm like, I just want to play baseball. I don't want to deal with, like, the bureaucracy bullshit. (laughs) Being like a leader and this and that. Uh huh. So then what happened? I'm team captain. Of the <laughs> team. Uh, but I'm very happy because I met most of my team and they were all super nice, mm-hmm. uh, really easy going, and a bunch of really good ball players actually. Yeah. And um, the game, we ended up losing the first game. Yeah, you were telling the fun part. Well, no, I'm going to get to it. But I'm just saying, like, they were go- it was so good that we lost mm-hmm. 22 to 21. Like, we scored yeah. 21 runs. I know, which is bananas. And, like, I don't even, it wasn't even your team who lost it for you. No, it was our, uh, the guy who runs the league. Who's, who was, like, like really super good. nice and really good. But, yeah, he kind of muffed up. But, uh, no, it was good. I played, I think my new favorite position is first base. Mm-hmm. And I will say the first inning, wasn't I, like, the best? Like, yeah. I made some big... I scooped some balls to get the outs at first base. You caught, like, a crazy ball. Yeah, there was a line drive to my head that I caught, no problem. Yeah. Which was good. You also line drive to somebody else's head. <laughs> no, I didn't line... I threw a ball in the outs and I hit a guy in the head. But he wasn't paying attention. It wasn't my fault. He was I running the base to... square in the head. <laughs> he was running to second base and, like, John took him out fully. Yeah, that was a good throw. I threw all the way from the outs and I smacked him yeah. in the head. I apologize. You apologize. You were good and you, like, ran up to him and after. He was okay. He was okay. But I was going to say, you didn't say what happened. What happened? So, like, when we got there... Um, the organizer like fully remembered you. Oh yeah, I'm like he's like John, how's it going? Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Not only did he remember me, which okay, I signed up, but he even who else did he remember? Me. He remembered you and your name. You didn't even, <laughs> weren't even, even part play. of the league. And so he's like, "What? You didn't lace up today, Valerie?" Yeah. And I'm like, "That's hilarious!" I'm like, "Good memory." And then I was like, "Yeah, I'm just hanging out today." And then. So, like... So, you started off the game by sitting in the stands. Yeah. I said to John, I'm like, I don't want to re-injure my back. And so, like, the good thing is about this team, and we've seen two of the girls already. Your team technically has four girls. Yeah. um, And two of them are awesome. Yeah. And so, I was really excited for you. The other two didn't show up. The other two didn't show up, so jury's out. But, um, what's your god? This is where I know John's full of shit, because he was like, I was like, oh, do you have enough players? I met three girls. I don't think you do. And I, I swear, I was and like, I, nice to meet you. And then I'm like, wait, there's only two now. I just kept counting how many people were with playing catch with John, at, like, in practice. And it was, like, six people. Yeah. And then including Eric, it was seven. Yeah. So I'm like, you guys are clearly short. Right? Yeah, but no, we made it work. You guys it? made it work. But then I was like, okay, I'll t- totally come. But then I was watching on the bleachers. I'm like, this is so boring. I'm going to go sit in the dugout. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you came in, you ended up being our coach for the game. Yeah, and it was, like, fun because it's, like, 
I think, like, even though, like, we have some, like, really nice friends from, like, the last team, they kind of understood baseball a bit more so. So I felt cool about coaching this time because I could actually, like, coach, like, the place to second, right? Like, throw to second and stuff like that. So I felt cooler about coaching that way. And then, like, I was basically the official scorekeeper for, like, both teams. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing, which was super fun. And so I saw you, like, sock one to, like, the outfield, which was awesome, unfortunately. Some guy caught it. But, like, other than that, I thought you did really awesome. Yeah, for my first game in, like, eight months, it was Mm -hmm. pretty good. And, like I said, I don't care if we lose every game. I just want to play. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think it's, like, your team is really nice. And, like, I'm just – I'm excited for you guys because it's, like, no matter what, you guys, like, had mercy three in three innings. Yeah. Which is bananas. Yeah. So that's it. So I'm excited to be back. Mm -hmm. And And it was nice to be outside, like, on a Sunday. I will say that. That's true. So – that's all I got for this week's episode. Do you yeah. have anything else you want to talk mm, about? I think that's it. Yeah, I think we gave them more than enough entertainment for the week. Yeah, it's pretty fun. We have to go make dinner and then get ready for the bachelorette. And you have to tell your folks. No. So, who should we make the band of the week this week? Um, Future Audience. And should we choose one of the songs that they chose not to sing? Yeah, we can choose the song that would have given you 1.5 more points on the fast. Yeah, it would have gotten them up to 9. Oh, just point five then. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I am impressed you gave him a nine point five. That's really good. Like, yeah, it would. I would have given him the exact same score if it was just a bit of a different mm-hmm. so- song collection. Sometimes I like going to shows where we don't overly know all the music. Like, oh, remember yeah. when we saw mm, who that? Like even like uh, what the fuck? What the hell is that damn band? Which band? Tiger. Uh, oh, Tiger Town. Tiger Town and Saint Lucia. No. Oh, you're talking about Magic Man. Magic Man. And Panama West. Yeah, and so, like, that one was, like, such a great show. We yeah, went on a awesome. whim, and it was, like, I didn't really know any of the songs, and it was amazing. Yeah, it's This true. is kind of, like, not the same degree, but, like, of the same degree, where it's, like, I know enough Future Islands, but I don't know the songs to the titles, except for, like, the three. And it was, like, the crowd was great, the music was great. And the ventilation was great. That's true. Well, Future Islands technically was our band of the week five episodes ago, but mm-hmm. we're going to do them again. So, you Different know, song. Yeah, you know them, you've heard them. This is from their new album, The Far Field, and this is Shadows by Future Islands featuring Debbie Harry of Blondie fame. Why we get into it? Yes. So, all the ways to get in contact with us Facebook.com slash live at 605 pictures gifts videos and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. and then follow your boy on twitter and instagram on that malin camp you'll see my uh, softball picture and follow me at val gomez 23 for some montreal shenanigans and some weekend at future islands baseball and some more montreal stuff <coughs> and on itunes drop us a comment on our itunes page because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy Perfect. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. Be easy. I need more Neo Cetran. Be
John Mallon and Val Gomez.